I'm Andre. And I'm Kaylian. And we're the hosts of Two Hosts Are Better Than One. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about relationship boundaries. And that is basically how you can be a couple, but also embrace individuality. We hope you enjoy today's episode. In terms of having boundaries in our relationship, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I learned was that we can't be everything for each other. Yeah. So we are each other's (laughs) best friends, but we can't be each other's only only friend. Yeah. Because that's Um, just not healthy. Right. (laughs) Like, we talk through things, but mm-hmm. we can't be the only person that we bounce ideas exactly. off of. Exactly, or that we vent to, or, right. you know, yeah, it, that's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, you will, they may be like your therapist, or like your, right. you know, and help you work through things, but it's it's too much to put on the other person. Right. Um. So, when you are... Engaging in other relationships and, and friendships, it that that boundary helps. That way you are not putting like all of your energy into one relationship and right. you only go to this person to talk or to discuss things that maybe they don't even have experience with. Like if you, for example, have a friend from school, they would understand if you're venting about school versus you going to your spouse right. who is, might be in another headspace. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a really good point that. You know, you can't be their their own. You can, but it's not necessarily the healthiest thing to be to be your partner. Everything, yeah. everything, and yeah. and we hear, and I think that's something, especially because you know society has become a lot more co- you know complex, mm-hmm. um, and there's like a lot of distrust with institutions. Yep. So like a lot of people aren't in church or in faith traditions anymore, or mm-hmm. there's a lot of distrust with professionals mental health professionals yep so it's like well whoever i'm with they're my everything they become and you go into marriage with that assumption and then that leads to a lot of disappointments if people are divorced because he's not who i thought he was or she's not who i thought she was because you went into it like they're gonna be my everything they're gonna solve all of my problems right and that's just not the case yeah (laughs) and logically i mean you know, you may know that when you're engaged mm-hmm. or even dating. But you still single, go into it. But you still oh, go yeah, into it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Way. And, you know, the the saying or the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. I believe it takes a village to have a healthy marriage. It or takes a village a for healthy, everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be a person, you yeah. need a village. You need people who... Um, Can support you in different areas. Exactly. Yeah. That's That's very important. Um, spirituality is also another one. Um, yeah. you know, you know, you and I, we share a similar faith tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, but even our faith backgrounds are slightly different. Yeah. Our backgrounds, um, our practices are completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one thing that we also had to, uh, figure out because right. you, your devotion time looks different than mine. And, mm-hmm. um, also, like with spirituality, not kind of like what you were saying about being your partner's everything, mm-hmm. not seeing them as God. And our faith tradition is Christianity, so mm-hmm. um, not not expecting the person to be perfect, to have all the answers, and then also not depending on the other person's faith to be your faith. Right. So, like, 
I'm never going to pray and I'm never going to read. I'm never going to do anything because I know Andre's doing it. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, one of the things that I think about when it comes to relationship boundaries with spirituality. Right. Is not riding on the coattails of yours, of mm-hmm. your spouse, your partner's um, spirituality or, or faith tradition, keeping that individuality like I can still pray. We don't have to. And that's another misconception also mm-hmm. is that when you get into a relationship, especially if if you are both Christian right, and you get into a relationship, you think, oh, we're going to like pray together every day at this <laughs> particular time. And I can count on one hand how many times we have just right. scheduled a time to like pray together and have some sort of devotion together. Um and that that's not a bad thing. Right. It's just it's not that it's not a necessity, but you can still maintain that individuality with your uh with your spirituality right. and and be okay. Mm-hmm. And we know usually we're still on the same wavelength. We right. don't even have to check in every single day like mm-hmm. how's your spiritual walk or right. you know things like that. You can maintain that individuality and in how God speaks to you and how he you know, um, deals with you, but still mm-hmm. be on the same page and have never talked about it. Right. I'm not saying that you shouldn't talk about it, but yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing I think is a common thing, especially with couple goals, especially mm-hmm. in the Christian community. Oh, it's yeah. like we're gonna pray together and fast all the time and <laughs> um, worship together all the time, and that may not always be the case, and that's not a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. because then you get too dependent and if maybe they don't feel like praying that day, then it's like, oh, our, we're going down the drain. No, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, it can get too enmeshed and I mean, it is healthy to pray together and do those things, but, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily coming into it with that expectation. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would definitely say, um, it, you know, in addition to that, there are times where we have to, you yeah. know, really spend that time together mm-hmm. um doing the spiritual disciplines yep. together. Yeah. But I think that's one of the unique things um about our relationship is that because God speaks to us differently, mm-hmm. um it it requires us to do different things or yeah. to engage in different spiritual activities. Mm-hmm. But somehow we come God speaks to us about the same thing. Exactly. Um, but it's just differently. Yep. So I can be more rote and um, more focused on like the discipline of study. Oh, yeah. So like reading scripture, studying scripture, whereas for you, it's, it's the arts, it's yeah. music, it's aesthetics. Absolutely. So it's a different mode or different way of us experiencing God. Mm-hmm. Um but it can be about the exact same thing. And then right. we end up talking and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're, we were thinking about the same thing. Yeah. And also under spirituality, um, you know, values can be differently. Absolutely. So, you know. Just because you're one flesh doesn't mean that y'all you're are. going to have the same values. Exactly. Or prioritize yep. the same values. Yeah, and it's like, why don't you care about this if I care about this? Or this is important to me, but it's not important for the other person. Right, right. That doesn't mean that you're unequally yoked, as people like to do, like to say. Exactly. Um, 
you just have different value. that comes with being an individual and that's really what we're talking about today like you can be a couple you can be one flesh mm-hmm. but you are still individuals so you right. will have that's where disagreements come from mm-hmm. like it doesn't mean that you're you know that your marriage is falling apart or your relationship is falling apart it, that's just the reality when you have two humans right. that are not perfect that are coming together to try to make decisions and live a life together that's just Absolutely. a natural you know thing but because we are fed these um stereotypes exactly yeah from the media from just seasoned couples mm-hmm. um you're fed this glorious it's either one end of the spectrum or the other. So right. on one end, it's the very glorious. Everything is going to be perfect. And you all should always agree on everything. And you will never have problems. And then you get into it. Not and true. <laughs> No. And then you get into it and it's like, our marriage is falling apart. I'm out. Right. Because you were fed those expectations. And you have the other end that is going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just get past the honeymoon phase and it's all going to go downhill. Like y'all are just going <laughs> to like <laughs> hate each other, right. which is also not, not right. There's like a, a happy medium and uh, yeah. But. And, a, and a lot of times the conflict, conflict meaning, you know, um, not seeing eye to eye mm-hmm. comes from having or prioritizing different. Exactly. Values. It still goes back to, your values being different. Right. And that's an important thing to talk about, preferably during engagement, mm-hmm. but especially when you're first getting married to establish those values because that's what you're building on. Right. So in every oh, yeah. in every single area pertaining to your life and, and your marriage, you're going to be acting on those values. So right. you want to make sure that you're upfront about what matters to you, what's important and why, because right. a lot of times it's linked to something else. Exactly. And that's important for you to talk about, especially in starting a family and doing all of these things. You're going to need to know what, what your values are and what the other person's values are right. and how that should weigh on the decision making. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like one value for me that i prioritize very highly is time management and time efficiency (laughs) yes um and a high value for you is integrity absolutely being detail oriented making sure um the parts fit the whole Mm -hmm. which and every part is used like if we get all the parts in the box (laughs) we're using all of them we're not just going to be like oh well i don't know where this fit Mm mm-hmm if it's if it came in the box, yeah. we're using it. <laughs> so, so if there's a situation, you know, you you want to take some more time looking at what are the best options, yes. what's the best way for us to move forward. Yes. This. Whereas for me, it's make a decision. How how do, how do we get the most in the shortest amount of time? Yeah. So that's where the conflict yep. will come in because it's it's different values, it's yeah. different perspectives, or we're valuing um, what's important in mm-hmm. a different way. And and again, when you see that it's, it's based on where your values lie, you don't really take conflict that seriously, if You're that makes sense. not attacking the person. No, like yeah. we have disagreements because our values are in different places, but that doesn't mean that our relationship is strained or that we hate each other or anything like that, which that comes with thinking that the relationship is, you're never going to disagree and you should always, you know, see eye to eye. 
but that's not the case. But it's not like we are just loathing each other for the rest of the day. You get what I'm saying? And and it's not demonizing the other person. Exactly. So it's not you saying, well, you know, you're just impatient. And I'm not saying, well, you're just picky. Exactly. So it's like, it's not demonizing. It's saying we have different strengths and different, um, we have different strengths and different blind spots. Exactly. Exactly. And that takes a lot of maturity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we can have conflict and we can disagree, but it's not necessarily that we're fighting. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, typically, if you present what we're presenting right now, like about disagreeing but it's not necessarily weighing on our relationship people will say oh well that's just because you you're newly married you're just in the in the newlywed phase Mm -hmm. but i think it's i don't i i think even past is it's a decision that you make right so um yeah values is is definitely a thing and and talking about that is important right and along with values that kind of goes along with the vision absolutely like you can have a vision for your life your career Your family, I want X amount of kids. I want, Mm -hmm. you know, to live here. I want to move here. I want to have this car. You can have your vision um, for your life and what you have always projected. You know, growing up, you come up with your own reality. When I grow up, I want this to happen. Um, And you're bringing that in and the other person is bringing that in. So instead of saying, all right, here's what I have. Here's what you have. Meet you at the finish line. Exactly. <laughs> right. You're saying, okay, this is what I have. This is what this is what you have. Let's see the similarities and let's see the differences and figure out how we can take keep what we have individually, but mm-hmm. kind of merge it into one family vision. One, exactly. You know, unit vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important to talk about because if right. you have different goals in mind, especially by this certain time, and the other person doesn't, you know, that's. You can have yeah. two totally different timelines and mm-hmm. that'll just cause some some craziness there. And I know like for yeah. us, one one thing with the vision was like starting a family. Right. So Andre's like, We're young, you know, let's go ahead and start a let's family. I don't yep. wanna be an old pa- I wanna be an old I do parent. not <laughs> want to be an old parent. Like of an in like of an infant. No, That's no, what no. he's saying. Like and I and I'm like, okay, I've seen the horror stories. I've watched the horror videos. I don't know if I'm prepared, like, to go through that level of pain. I don't know what it's going to be like, you know, and I'm just, like, freaking out over all of that. So, we had two totally different timelines for for starting a family. And we still got married. And we still got married. That that didn't stop us from We had different timelines, but we had already known the name. We kind of knew how we wanted to the parent and you know yeah. stuff like that we had talked about names and different things like that we knew we wanted a family absolutely and having that agreement was yeah. enough for us to move forward yeah in the next and you can figure that out okay what is a deal breaker and what's not right you know just because you don't have the same exact timeline doesn't mean you shouldn't get married we're just saying these are things that you should talk about at least yeah so that was one thing for us and we work through that. Okay, why is your timeline this way? Why is my timeline mm-hmm. this way? What are the underlying values? Right. And um. And the vision can change. Yes. Yes. It, it is not. <laughs> Give it room. Exactly. Like you can't go into the marriage thinking, you know, this plan is going to be 
Sit in stone. Yeah. And, you know, you have your vision board. (laughs) And now we have a vision board Mm -hmm. together. You know, and it's like nothing can come against this vision. Yes. Everything will come against the vision. And will. (laughs) (laughs) And and you have to adjust Mm -hmm. and you have to adapt. And that's what has brought us closer together Absolutely. as a couple and will will bring you know you you know you closer together as a couple is um seeing that the vision has changed but we we haven't in the sense that our values are the same yeah and and and, we, and sometimes your values will change i yeah. think you should give the vision room to change and then you should also give your partner a chance to change. Like exactly. it's okay for them to change their mind. <laughs> and like I was definitely prayerful about starting a family and mm-hmm. um I knew that my timeline was based off of fear. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't necessarily anything that was really I won't say that it wasn't serious, but I knew that it was based on fear. And so I was definitely prayerful about that and <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't even a matter of time and like the Lord really dealt with the fear. So right. it wasn't necessarily him dealing with me wanting to start a family, but he dealt with that underlying fear, which is why values are so important. And the stuff that's underneath the mm-hmm. surface level things. And for me, that was fear. And once he dealt with that, I was okay. Right. Like we can, we can start a family and it didn't, Andre wasn't like, well, last week you said you didn't want right. to, <laughs> you know, so give your partner t- time to change and don't demonize them just because they changed their mind or like I told you so or or why are you changing your mind Mm -hmm. like but you just kind of trust and that also like keeps keeps in line with the individuality right like Andre wasn't just on me every single day like will you change your mind we change about now like what do you think about it now he was kind of surprised when he found out like you know the Lord had really dealt with the fear and changed my heart um and I finally felt ready, you know, to, mm-hmm. to start a family. You know, he didn't badger me, but he was kind of surprised. So it wasn't like he was, um, you know, he it you there was still that clear line of individuality, even right. with that. Like, I'm yeah. not going to pressure you or anything. I'll let the Lord deal with you in his own time. And I don't even have to check up on that, if that makes sense. Well, I didn't know the Lord was in all of Okay, it. well, you're just finding I, that out. <laughs> I'm well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about it. Yeah, we've talked about then, it. But for me, it was you are. You're saying at the time you yeah. weren't thinking about. For them. me, it's you're carrying our child. Got you. Yeah. So, but it, for me, I knew like, and it did happen that way. Like when I was pregnant, that's the most that I have ever depended on the Lord in my life. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like taking a left field, but that's the most I've ever felt like I had to depend on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, that I really became conscious of the fact that I'm not in control and that every, literally every single breath, like you hear it all the time, but every single breath that I take is because of him. And so right. I'm not only trusting him to protect my child's life, but I'm, I'm also depending on him to protect my life because right. I'm carrying the child. And, um, so the Lord really was, mm-hmm. you know, he really had to deal with me about that. And, um, I knew, yes, it's up to me because I'm carrying the child, but mm-hmm. I also know how how dependent I'm going to have to be, even the more, right? You know, on on the Lord to help get me through the mm-hmm. the pregnancy. So yeah, yeah, and and actually being able to um, 
divide up responsibilities in mm-hmm. a marriage. So starting a family, I knew that's not something I can decide. You know, yeah. that's something that you have to feel comfortable with. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, and with other things, other responsibilities, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I, I'm not totally against gender roles mm-hmm. because sometimes that's just how it's going to work out. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, I don't think it should be rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, but most definitely I don't have a womb. I can't carry a child. Yeah. So, so if it's like, you know, we're one flesh, so I can say when we're going to start a family, no. it, it takes a different <laughs> toll on the woman, right. you know, because they actually have to have to carry the child. So mm-hmm. also having that boundary, knowing it's not necessarily that you're, like you said, being rigid with gender roles, right? but it's identifying, okay, mm-hmm. you are going to have a totally different set of values because you are putting your life on the line by exactly. bringing and women know, you know, childbirth and, and childbearing is, is life threat. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's life threatening. And so it, it's, you just have to be very mindful of those boundaries as well. So. Right. And, and lastly, you know, the end goal of relationship boundaries and maintaining individuality in a relationship is balance. Yes. Being a, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so being able to say, um, this is a sacred space for me in mm-hmm. my heart or in my life. Exercising is sacred for me. Mm-hmm. It's where I can think process, you know, um, and, and feel healthy mm-hmm. for you you know, being able to do puzzles and and eat healthy. Like for me, yeah. exercise isn't really at the top of my list. It should be, but like I have a very high metabolism, so I'm never like really focused on exercising, exercising. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like clean eating, and I'm like right. so picky about what I eat and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Whereas Andre is like picky about his exercise yeah. and and stuff like that. So, so they're sacred yeah. spaces. And the underlying, like the value is health. Right. But it shows up in different ways for right. us. So seeing, you know, you can be one flesh, you can share, you can share identical values, but it may show up in different places. Exactly. So all about balance. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Relationship Boundaries. So as we are approaching our second year of marriage, uh, we're kind of reflecting back on when we first got married. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're still newlyweds, I would say. Yes. Um, but when we first got married, one of the things we had to navigate was how do we become one flesh, as our faith teaches, while still remaining individuals, holding on to what we both like um, about ourselves and... Um, and just holding on to to our individual interests while also creating new memories together as mm-hmm. a couple um so some of them include uh included hobbies our own spirituality um and the vision that we have for ourselves as individuals as well as the vision we have for um our relationship as a married couple so I know for UK, one of the 
um, areas where you had to hold on to your individuality was with your interests and your hobbies. Yes, absolutely. Um, when we first, <laughs> when we first got married, we got back from our honeymoon, and um, Andre started back working. <clears throat> and for like the first few days to like the first, the end of that first week, um, I was just kind of sitting on the couch, like, what, <laughs> what do I do now? I mean, Andre's not here. What am I supposed to do with my life? And so I had to remind myself that there are things that I enjoy doing that I love right. to do that I love to do before I, you know, got married to Andre and before we were actually in um, the same place. So yes, yeah, so our honeymoon was a, about a month after we got married. Yeah. So we had a whole <laughs> month in between our wedding date and our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. We were just at home, um, talking, watching movies, living our best life, eating, cooking. So after the honeymoon and life started back with a new routine. Yeah. It was a lot different. It was a lot different, and so. Um, it's different, especially, you know, when we were dating and engaged, we were living in two separate places. Right. So it's easy to keep up with what you enjoy doing and keep yourself busy and all of these things. But once you're in the same place and you spend all of your time together, if they're like gone, you are kind of unsure of what to do. So that was something that, you know, I went through that first that first week, especially. And I had to get back in tune with my hobbies like I love um I love cooking. I love uh, I love art, any kind of art. Mm-hmm. Um, so like drawing, painting, any sort of crafts, anything like that. Uh, puzzles, anything. Um, writing. Yeah, writing, reading, just like leisure reading. Right. Um, organizing is actually a hobby for me. I I, <laughs> I enjoy doing that. But that's just to name a few of the things that I enjoy doing. And so when I was thinking, oh, well, what what am I supposed to do with my life? He's gone. Um, I had to remind myself, you are still an individual. Like, yes, you all are have now become one, as Andre stated, our faith tradition teaches. But you're still an individual. Like, your life cannot solely revolve <laughs> around your partner. Um, and, I mean, it's difficult to do, especially after you just get married. And it's all about oneness. Right. And so um, just holding on to your individuality, that's that's one thing that I had to uh, kind of evaluate were uh, my hobbies and how I could still incorporate those without um, neglecting Andre. But then also it's, mm-hmm. it's a it's a weird balance, but that hobbies and interests were a thing that uh, that I struggled with at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I know for me, it was along the same line. I'm a thinker, a, a heavy thinker. So I need time alone. Yeah, we both time. live in our heads. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like I needed some time to think. Um, and that meant I had to communicate with you know, you like, yeah, this is time that I need to set aside. Yeah, that's true. Without um, feeling selfish or like you were imposing on the other person or right. saying that they're not worth your time. That's right. not what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <Hopefully>. So <laughs> for me, exercising was one way. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm um, contributing to my overall health, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. But that's also giving me time, a way to be able to think, process. Yeah. Um, yeah. And instead of feeling like while he's at the gym, I'm like 
when is he getting and I'm just kind of sitting waiting for him to get back <laughs> like I can this is time for me to also like engage in my own interests and, and things like that right. so that was something that we that we had to learn did you have anything else that you wanted to add as far as like hobbies or interests that yeah I mean um probably kind of um along the same line but um friends so like yeah. we have mutual friends yeah but then also we had to learn it's good for us to have friends who are not mutual friends yes so that meant you know for you at you know our, our marriage and um starting out and even like yeah. now being able to go out with with you know, friend, some of your friends yeah. and um for me most of my friends aren't don't live close yeah Calling call or FaceTime or things like that. Yeah. yeah. And also in terms of like friends, it was another thing that was, I mean, especially important for me um, because I am I was a lot more social than <laughs> mm-hmm. than Andre was, you know, when, when before we got married. And so uh, French, friendship was also a place where we had to figure out, you know, boundaries because again, like we had mutual friends, but then we also had um, our own individual friends, and right. so for us, a boundary was making sure that, like, if it wasn't a mutual friend, that that it if it was a person of the opposite sex, they either became a mutual friend right. or the communication changed. <clears throat> right. And so um, that was a boundary that we that we had set for our relationship because. It can kind of get difficult mm-hmm. if, you know, um, different dynamics, if different do- dynamics don't change right. once you get married. That was just something for us. Yeah. And just a, a great way to respect mm-hmm. um, our relationship as well as the relationship of other friends we have. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to leave a review and head over to our website, twohostsarebetter.com, to engage with more of our content. We also would like to highlight the amazing artist behind our podcast music, Ryan Holland of Team Proton. As always, thanks for listening.